Take down this book and slowly read and dream of the soft look your eyes had once and of their shadows deep. Episode 3, the first in which I attempt to contend with that specter of literature, the spirit haunting reading lists and syllabi, bookstores and libraries, and anthologies galore. That's right, this episode looks at the work of a dead British white guy. A specific dead British guy happens to be William Butler Yeats, not Yeats. And while he has been thoroughly entrenched in the canon of English lit for some time, he wasn't always an accepted figure in the pantheon, or at least not universally. I confess, I didn't really have a lot of room in my life for Yeats until maybe my mid-twenties. He was prone to weird biblical and classical references, but maybe without the lyricism of Shakespeare or the grandeur of somebody like Keats. Some of his works seem pastoral, without the luminescence of the romantics or some of the inventive language of the late 20th century poets. So, uh, in short, there was nothing really revolutionary there, nothing that would stop you in your tracks and say, God, that's sexy. Um... But what started to bring me around to appreciating Yeats better was when I noticed his voice. It's kind of soft, it's understated, it's subtle in employing literary devices, but capable of expressing both a loneliness um, as well as an ominous tone, and then just this resonance, kind of a communion with the reader and the page on which the words appear. And that appearance always involves the encounter of a disembodied voice in, in any poem or any form of literature. Uh, but when you realize what Yeats has been saying and sharing, it's like noticing something that was there all along. And you think, how did I overlook that? How did I miss it? But like so many details around us, it just takes um, a little bit of time to pay attention to it and notice it. So without further ado, um, the poem we're looking at today is When You Are Old. Let's begin. When you are old and gray and full of sleep and nodding by the fire, take down this book and slowly read and dream of the soft look your eyes had once and of their shadows deep. How many loved your moments of glad grace and loved your beauty with love false or true, but one man loved the pilgrim soul in you and loved the sorrows of your changing face. And bending down beside the glowing bars, murmur a little sadly how love fled and paced upon the mountains overhead and hid his face among a crowd of stars so let's talk about that voice first um there's almost something peaceful to it but i think it's kind of a restless piece that also allows space for searching and seeking not the kind of searching that feels bold or daring um yes those words again but the kind of searching we might do early in the morning over coffee or while walking the dog and trying to take measure of ourselves it's, it's quiet reflection and why is that compelling though um, for me it's as if yates becomes both intensely familiar and uncannily foreign it's like a voice that knows my thoughts but turns them into something else and structurally we can say this poem does a few interesting things it projects out uh, both into both past and future and you have this feeling that as much as the future is imagined so too is the past if this is about a lost love or a lost version of oneself the past is being hazily romanticized with soft looks and deep shadows and a pilgrim soul. These details might even be truthful, who can say, uh, but to only recall those details from a relationship, uh, 
well, it tells you something about the nature of memory, right? But at the same time, he's romanticizing his own love. Other people notice your looks and your grace and your beauty. Um, I noticed your soul. Well, nobody's drawn to somebody's soul first and foremost, even if it may be what keeps us sticking around. So again, just a little bit of romanticization going into the portrayal of this relationship. But then let's look out into the future. Um, well, the refuge from love, from this lost love at least, is found amongst the stars, which despite being as far away as possible from what one has lost, it always carries kind of a whiff of the immortal, of something ancient and eternal and hauntingly beautiful, which sometimes how a lost love can feel. But all of that feels a little grandiose, and if I think, I think that's all the poem was, a eulogy to the speaker's own love, it would feel a little absurd. That's where we see something deeper and a little bit more elemental in the structure, this transition from the waking self to the sleeping self, from the conscious and literal mind to something dreamlike and unknown. It's almost as if love in an honest way, and to talk about love in a way that's truthful to oneself, we have to slide into that space between the conscious and subconscious. So is that maybe the task of comprehending the world beyond our ego? Well, Yeats was a bit of a mystic, but it's funny that in the most mystical of poems, where the broken-hearted soul ends up wandering through the stars alone, it's intricately tied to such a mundane moment, just sitting in a chair in front of a fire, that allows this to take place, this journey into whatever, the subconscious, into also the reaches of outer space. And maybe that's what makes this poem so compelling, um, because it's a reminder that in these quiet moments, whether it's looking out of your window over morning coffee or walking your dog or sitting in front of the fire that sometimes our thoughts travel the furthest um, whether that's through time or space or both and that also helps us understand a little bit more about this journey that we're on through the world this poem's been analyzed by many people um, looking at how it deals with love and how it deals with uh, you know Yeats's relationships but I wanted to look at it in terms of its structure and its voice um and hopefully that provides a little bit more i don't know clarity and maybe even inspiration about where yates was trying to take this so until next time thank you for listening to the multiverse take down this book and slowly read and dream of the soft look your eyes had once and of their shadows deep 